and welcome to the Partner Connection, the Dell Technologies Partner Program podcast. I'm Cheryl Cook, and today I'm delighted to welcome our newly named President of International Channel Sales at Dell Technologies, Diego Majdalani. Hi, Diego. Hi, Sherry, and thank you very much for inviting me to this podcast. We're delighted to have you. So just share for our partners around the world a little bit about the new international role and organization you've been named to lead our international channel sales. Sure, so happy to do so. So basically the role that I took the lead on is running sales in the international business for Dell. That is everything other than the US and Canada for Dell, which extends all throughout Latin America, EMEA, APJ and greater China. And the intention on this organization is to continue the success we've had so far, continue growing, continue aligning with our partners and with the direct sales force and expanding our reach and our depth to build more success for our customers across the globe. 193 countries and more than 7,000 languages, so it should be quite easy to (laughs) coordinate. Yeah, the scale is actually really, really impressive, and certainly we've enjoyed a lot of growth in our global channel in total, but I agree with you. I think the complexity, just the sheer time zone management that I know you and your team has to drive, but I know there's just a phenomenal opportunity to drive better consistency, leverage best practices, and increasingly, so many of our partners are multinational and global partners anyway, right? They're conducting business in multiple theaters and multiple regions. Absolutely, Cheryl. And when you think about it, one of the design points for this change in the way we organize had to do with what you just described. I mean, there's too much complexity. There's very different realities across the globe, many of which are quite similar among themselves, even if they are from different regions. And the intention is to try and drive that specificity by region without adding complexity, trying to be more relevant, be more precise and focused by region and type of country or partner without adding too much complexity, but having the time and the focus to concentrate on that and continue driving this growth. And I think that we're on a good path. You look at the past performance has been great. Imagine what we can do going forward with more focus and with a better understanding of commonalities and simplifications across regions. I think we have a lot of leeway in the future to continue growing the way we're going. Well, I do too. And I know we've just named Rola Dogger as our new channel chief, and she's going to be leading kind of the programs side of this. Maybe talk a little bit about how, from a leadership team perspective, we can best support you and how you expect to be engaging with Rola as well as the sales presidents around the various regions. Good. Let me try and and answer that in two parts. First, let's go into the regions and the field. And in that regard, this design builds on a super important element that our partners have brought up many times, which is tighter alignment between our direct force and the channel. The fact that now my role reports into Angus Hegarty, who runs Sales International, 
that brings far more alignment to make sure that we minimize conflict and we complement each other internationally much better than in the past. We're a single team, we're working together, and it will be easier to drive that with the different presidents of the four international regions within Angus Remit. So that's that part, which I think is going to make it much easier, not to mention the fact that I was one of those presidents, so I know <laughs> the rest of the presidents very well, and I know how they see things. So it should help us drive more consistency, better alignment, and better sync in the field to drive business for our partners, for our customers, and for ourselves. Now, with Rola and the central team, it is a seamless integration. I mean, I talk to Rola clearly two, three times a day, every single day, and I don't think that's going to change anytime soon in the future because where the program ends and where sales starts is a very blurry line. And we will execute to the program and provide feedback to the program. And conversely, the programs will continue bringing up new ideas and ways to enhance the program, which we will execute. So the integration is going to be extremely tight. If you remember, uh, Sherry, many years ago, we had it that way, where the program was on one side and the execution was on the other side. So we've tried this way before and it works. And I think that with the dimension the business has today, we needed to segment the focus so that somebody's overlooking the channel program itself and then the execution. And then both of them, of course, tightly aligned to be more relevant, to bring in the new offerings that we are building and to continue this growth path that we've been into for the last five, six years. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. You can make any org structure work, honestly, but I do think at the evolution and maturity and just the scale of our business, all that you just commented on, simplifying decision-making, how do we keep velocity in the motion? And as you so well said, it just will mitigate any potential conflict with the direct team and you certainly coming into the role, you ran a region that was so dependent on the channel and predominantly yeah. channel business. So you've got a wealth of knowledge from both sides. So I agree with you. I think the timing yeah. is perfect. I think the maturity of our model, the scale of the business, you know, our, our collective challenge is to always try and simplify and not make it more complex than it needs to be for our partners. You're spot on, sorry. And you look at the future, and the opportunity is immense. And if we don't organize ourselves and split the workload to make sure that we can maximize the tackling of that opportunity, we will lose a great, great opportunity. And you look with all what has been happening this year, how the digital transformation has opened and how customers now are not only willing, but eager to listen what we have to say with our partners in that regard, and if we don't organize ourselves well, like we did now, and focus, we will lose a great chance of capturing that opportunity ahead of us. So I think this will work and work smooth. And, and again, I know my former peers from the different regions, and I am sure that the communication will continue and the alignment will continue as we roll going forward. Absolutely. I mean, we're all on one team. And, you know, you talk about how this current environment we're in, which is crazy in this pandemic, but it has accelerated, there's no question, just accelerated the adoption of 
digital first, digital transformation, certainly as a service, cloud. I mean, all of those pressures are really just confluencing together. So in your early virtual travels, because I know we're all working remote and your Zoom call away just around the world, what are you hearing as you get engaged a little deeper in the other regions and internationally around how our customers and partners are just responding to the current state? Yeah, so there's a couple of common themes that you can hear across the globe, which I think are relevant for us. I mean, number one is, this is not an emergency situation that once it's over, we will go back to where we were. So number one is, a lot of the things that we're doing while COVID persists will continue once COVID is no longer there. And some of them have to do with the role of technology in the center of it to be able to continue with our lives, whether it is studying, whether it is government, whether it is business, or simply connecting with the people we love, will continue going forward in a digital way in a big extent. Not all of it, we all miss hanging around with our friends and enjoying being close to each other, but there's gonna be a big portion of what we used to do face-to-face that will now be done remote. A lot of things that we used to do physically that now we will do virtually. And behind that statement that we all understand by now, there's a massive transformation that needs to take place. It starts from a modern data center that can afford having that digital and remote and virtual environment to the business transformation behind it, to the edge, to IoT, to the multi-cloud, to the hybrid environment. All those elements come to play and it's through our partners that we have the best shot at helping our customers. And let me explain you why. Our partners are as or more experts than us with our technology. They are experts at our customers understanding what their needs are and marrying both things, technology and the customer needs in a very efficient way for them to solve this new reality we're living into. An example can be work from home. We all know that there's a number of solutions now that we provide for work from home that would probably stay. Another example, completely different, is hyperconverged or the fact of developing new products in this environment, something that we've tackled and mastered over this period. I mean, we launched eight new products in eight consecutive weeks, even being in this environment. So there's a lot the company knows, there's a lot the partner knows, and I am certain that we will continue with this relationship to bring more and more value to our customers. And that applies globally, Cheryl. You talk to somebody in Singapore and with some minor variations, is the same thing you hear in Mexico and in France and in South Africa. It is the common themes of how we now leverage this new reality so that technology enables this new reality in, a, in an efficient way. So that is a common theme, and I'm sure our partners listening hear this every single day, so I will not be the one explaining them what we see because they know it as well as us. But what I can tell you is that opportunity for all of us together is massive, massive ahead of us. Well, there's no question. In fact, I've been referring to this pandemic 
as the great equalizer because it just has all of us in the same place at the same time, right? Our customers, our partners, us, and we can lean into the change management to just embrace these new capabilities and frankly propel us into this digital future faster than we would have otherwise. Yeah, I mean, th yeah. think about it, Sherry. A year ago, you would go and talk about work from home solutions or even hybrid cloud to some of our customers. And maybe the people interacted outside of IT would not really get it. They would not know about it. Today, you don't need to explain it. They live it. They live it every day. They right. live it with the kids at home studying remote. They live it with working remote. They understand how healthcare can be remote and so on and so forth. So we made a massive step forward in the acknowledgement that the digital transformation is happening. And now the discussion is how do we help them cope and take advantage of it? I completely agree. So let me switch topics a little bit because I know it's been certainly very front of mind recently, particularly here in the US with some of the social unrest and stuff in the news, but we've been talking about our 2030 progress made real goals, which were at the time we announced them rather audacious, very ambitious around diversity and inclusion. And you have always been such a visible vocal advocate around those initiatives and those efforts. Talk a little bit about what you're doing or how you feel partners yeah. can engage and participate in our 2030 goals, the diversity inclusion efforts underway. The number one is that for me, diversity inclusion is not optional and has never been optional. And I think that it's not only one of those good business practices, but it's one of those things that when we get older and we look back, we would either feel proud or ashamed for what we did or we didn't. So it is an age of transformation in many dimensions and our role and what we do or what we don't will continue in our back for the rest of our lives. And in the same way that when we look at movies from 50, 100 or 150 years ago, we are shocked at the roles that some minorities had back then well, the same thing applies today going forward and is our role where we make a difference, not only from a business perspective, from a society perspective, but from a personal perspective to be able to look back with pride of what each of one of us did. That's statement number one. And statement number two is we should assume for a little while that everybody gets it and if not, reinforce it. But on top of reinforcing it, there's many of the things we need to change, which are deconstructing the way we think through different things. And the only way you achieve that is by having changes that changes the way we perceive things. Like in anything you want to change in your life, if you don't change the habits first purposely and mechanically, it doesn't become natural so easy. So number one is acknowledging it's a good business and a personal and a social element. Number two is understanding that it's habit change and therefore it needs to be a bit forced until it becomes a natural habit. Just like the kids, when you ask them to go and brush their teeth, there's one day in which you don't need to remind them any longer. They already got it. 
well, some of these changes in habits need to be like that. And then finally, it is the inclusion element, not only the diverse, but the inclusion that has two sides to it. It's not only making sure that you bring in diverse people so that you can include them, but also take a look from the people you have in your team today so that they have the tools to be inclusive if they want. Because sometimes what we're finding out is that even people who want to be inclusive, they don't know how to. So for example, the programs we have at Dell, like Mark, which helps you understand your bias, which helps you understand how uh, to identify your, your diversity and inclusion biases, helps them people bring this more naturally and make the environment not only diverse, but also inclusive going forward. That's how we see it. Personally, I am the executive sponsor of the coolest ERG this company has, which is Gen Next, which is the next generation of, of employees at Dell, which are aligned to what you just mentioned about the 2030 Moonshot goals. And it has to do with how do we integrate the next generation of people into the company, the younger people in the company. And it has two sides, what I mentioned to you before. How do we bring them in and how do we adjust the rest of the company to embrace that diversity and to be inclusive with them? I don't know if I answer you, but you can clearly see I can keep going on the whole day on this one. No, you're very passionate about it. I'm super proud that the company takes it as seriously as we do, and it's not just something written on a mission statement. And our leaders are active, caring leaders like yourself about the topic. And to your point, it takes that level of engagement, passion, commitment to make a difference. So we appreciate your leadership. We're leaning into our partners too, right? On how we can help share best practices or focus areas or methodologies that would help them raise awareness in their own firms. As we look at wrapping this up, I'm going to throw you a couple fun questions. When we all get to travel again, where's the first place you're going to go? That's a very good question. And I'm not conditioning the answer, but it depends. It depends when that happens. <laughs> but, but let me tell you, I've been traveling for the last 25 years, and you know that, Cheryl. And yep. I spent more than half my time traveling around, and I've been fortunate to know many of the countries worldwide. But I still have many on my bucket list. And, and in that bucket list, from a pure business travel perspective, the first places I want to go are, number one, Japan, not only because it's a very relevant market and a huge opportunity for Dell, but also because it's one of the dearest countries I studied and I haven't been able to go yet. So Japan clearly is there in the map. And of course, France, which is very dear to my heart and I have a long story there. And my daughter is moving over there to study in January. And of course, England, where two of my sons live, and I wanna go back there, hug them and be there. Those are my three first places. One business, one to be close to my daughter and the other one to go and hug my kids as soon as I can. But of course, Sherry, Texas. Why wouldn't I, I, I say I was going to say, I'm of glad you didn't Texas. say Austin. <laughs> I would love to have some brisket in Austin. That's always in the menu. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So now to share a fun fact about Diego, something that we wouldn't know, what's not on your resume, what's a fun Good. fact about Diego? Good, let me tell you. You might know it, but I am crazy about music. I love music. I used to be a DJ when I was younger, 
very bad one, but I would work every weekend. So that was good enough for me back then. And one of my sons is a DJ, but he's a serious one. But in my case, music has always been with me. And, and over the years, as I grew up, I realized that when I was a kid, I had ADD. Back then, you would not even diagnose it, right? But I had ADD. I couldn't get concentrated for more than five minutes or anything. And when I started working, I realized that if I put music while I'm working, all my destruction goes to one place, and that's the music. So I can concentrate in my work. And the fun fact you might not know is that every day for the last 30 years, I've been working with the music on for the full 12 hours I work. I work with music as a background every single day. That's something I don't know if you knew. <laughs> music is central to my life for many dimensions. Well, I knew you liked music. I just thought you were festive. I didn't know that yeah. there was actually. Well, well that, that comes in the package, of course. You know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, thanks so much for being with us, Diego. Congratulations on your new role. Looking forward to working with you. Thank you, Sherry. Thank you. You've been a partner, an amazing partner for many, many years. And I am sure that together with the channel, we're going to do an amazing job together going forward. So looking Absolutely. forward to it. Absolutely. Well, thank you, my friend. Thank you, my thank friend. Thank you. Take good care. Well, thank you, Diego, and all of our partners for joining the Partner Connection. We'll be back in the next couple of weeks for our next episode. And until then, be safe and be well.